Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. Hey, Emily, I can't wait to talk about Pollyanna today because if you recall, I gave you Pollyanna as one of my first gifts to you, my friend, because I think it's one of the great lessons of all time. So today we're going to talk about Pollyanna, Haley Mills. That's right. So the 1960 version um, and Hollister, it was a great gift that you gave me. Um, I didn't realize that there was an earlier version done in 1919 starring Mary Pickford. Oh, I didn't know that either. But wait, isn't she? Wait, but she doesn't speak. Didn't Mary Pickford, isn't she from before people spoke? You can watch the silent movie. If you go to imdb.com and type in Pollyanna, you can actually watch the movie. Without sound, you mean? Without sound. You can read the movie and watch Mary Pickford's face. You know what? I won't be doing that, but I'm really glad that you did. (laughs) And if there's anything you want to... You know, I have to have sound. I'm an ADD girl, and without sound, you've lost me in five minutes. I totally agree. And the thing is, I have to confess, uh, nor did I see any of the remakes made after your fabulous 1960 version. Yeah, I didn't see any of those either. And I think there was even one done for television. But also, keep in mind, when I saw it, I think it was one of the first movies that my family went to, but Haley Mills, who did the original Parent Trap, you know, she and her twin, Haley Mills, and uh, so she was a huge star back then, and everyone thought she was fabulous, and so when they got her to to do the lead in Pollyanna, it was a very big deal, but for me, Pollyanna was a great life lesson, because my childhood didn't mirror Pollyanna's, but there was a sadness in my childhood that I can't really say where it came from. I don't really know, but I know that that, that this uplifted me when I saw it at the time. And since then, I've watched it every two, three, four years uh, just to make sure I stay on track with the great lessons of Pollyanna. Well, you touch on so many things there. Haley Mills is from a huge acting family. Her father was the great Sir John Mills. And, um, okay, a piece of trivia. Her sister, Juliette Mills, do you know what TV show she starred in in the 70s? Didn't know she had a sister. She was in the show The Nanny and the Professor, but um, from Mm. a huge acting family. And the writer and director of Pollyanna, David Swift, was so excited to meet her father when the family came over. Um, Walt Disney discovered Haley Mills. And, um, yeah, Haley Mills won a special Juvenile Academy Award for her turn in Pollyanna. I don't know if they've they've given one out since, but um, she did a tremendous job. You know, that's job. funny. There was a ju- juvenile, because remember the youngest, remember T- uh, Tatum O'Neill when she won, How she might, could not have been more than nine when she won the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't do it back then, too, which is not that far. It was like 10 years after Haley Mills. So interesting that they got rid of that and sort of put the young youngins in the older groups. Yeah, and you mentioned the parent trap. So Haley Mills went on to do that the next year, and that was reuniting Haley Mills with David Swift. So the writer and director of Pollyanna also reunited with her on the parent trap. And he also shares a writing credit with Nancy Myers, one of my favorites, and Charles Shire um, on the parent trap remake that introduced the world to Lindsay Lohan. Oh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't know that. And there's that moment in Lindsay Lohan's Parent Trap where she gets on the elevator and starts singing. Um, you know, singing the song. Pollyanna was also a singer, or Haley Mills was a singer. And although she doesn't sing in Pollyanna, but um, but Haley Mills she does gets have that one song where she sings with Nancy Olson, and apparently she made up that little song. 
Oh, oh, I didn't know that. My gosh, haven't you done some homework? Well, (laughs) you you know, I took your gift very seriously because I remember the scolding (laughs) I took from you when I never heard of Pollyanna. Oh, I was shocked that anybody in the world has not heard of Pollyanna, and I think they should bring it back on the big screen. I do. I think it's a great big screen movie. I do. One of my favorite quotes from any movie comes out of Pollyanna, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of, when Reverend Ford, he's reading Pollyanna's locket, and he says, when you look for the bad in mankind, expecting to find it, you surely will. And it says Abraham Lincoln, and Pollyanna says he was president, which I loved, like, as if you wouldn't have known. And Reverend Ford says, yes, I know, but I've never heard that before. And I, you know, with all the Abraham Lincoln quotes we all get, that's not one of them. And I've got to tell you why, since I took your gift so seriously, I had to go back and rewatch the movie with the director's commentary where David Swift, you know, does the audio commentary with Haley Mills. And he confessed in that, that he totally made that up. Abraham Lincoln never said it. Please don't tell. I don't wish to hear it. La, 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 la. I don't want to know that. I can't (laughs) believe you've just ruined my entire favorite quote of one of my best quotes. You've just taken all the pleasure of it away. Well, he should have said it, and he could have said it, and he might have said it. And the thing is, uh, David Swift confessed that Disney made a ton off that because, you know, they sold some souvenir plates or something with the Abraham Lincoln quote on it. It might have even hung in Walt Disney's office, and he felt so bad really? because he had completely huh. made it up. Uh-huh. I'll have to go look on eBay and see if I can find any of it. But there are some wonderful, wonderful quotes um you know, throughout the movie. And the, the other thing is, when you look at this cast, when you look at the fact of, um, you know, Mrs. Snow, Agnes Moorhead, uh, Jane Wyman, perfect to play Pollyanna. And can I just say that whenever I think of Jane Wyman um, married to President Reagan, to say nothing of Nancy Reagan, I think the Nancy and Jane were very similar people, and they have a coldness about them that Uh, that she really brought so well to the screen. And then, you know, Mr. Pendergast, Adolf Menju, I think that might have been one of his last films. Such an amazing cast. Unbelievably great. He started as a silent movie actor. So you're right. I mean, the great Carl Malden, um, you know, even all the character actors. The great, great character actors. So um, David Swift said that he had directed a TV show called Mr. Peepers, and that's where he got at least three of the people, um, the fabulous cook and the upstairs maid and these wonderful actors who had such amazing oh. facial expressions throughout. Richard Egan, you know, for Richard Edmund Egan. Shilton. The, the, yes. Uh, you know, uh, there one is, one is, you know, not, it's amazing that Disney, who's not really known for putting amazing actors together, was able to put a group like this together and God, they played off each other well. And I would love to have seen some, 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 you know, shots from what it must have been like for them all to be on screen together. And it was amazing because you're right, these greats, you know, Oscar-winning Jane Wyman, and yet Haley Mills held her own for such a young actor to spend that much time on the screen. Um, You know, they just all played off each other so well. Nancy Olsen, who played, you know, one of the maids who takes... Pollyanna under her wing, but um, just to compare it to a, a modern day show, I was thinking about this as I rewatched it recently. I know you and I podcasted recently about Gilmore Girls, and there's something about your beloved Pollyanna that really reminded me of the Gilmore Girls because I thought, okay, Lorelai and Rory are a little bit like the Pollyanna character, where um, they're basically the bright, happy, funny optimists, you know, and yet they play off the rest of these characters in this beautifully drawn town 
who are a little bit more negative. So when you think about Gilmore Girls, you have Luke and Michelle and Lane's mother and Lorelai's parents who are all, you know, surlier than Lorelai, and yet she kind of sprinkles her magic around the town. And the last episode of Gilmore Girls that you and I had podcasted about where Rory is sent off and the whole town comes together. It reminded me of that scene in Pollyanna. Where yeah, no, no, I can, yeah, I can see that. Although I don't find Rory to be a Pollyanna positive kind of girl. You know, I don't see her as totally sunshine. But I, you're, you're absolutely right. And also, you know, maybe it's because of the theme community. You know, mm-hmm. if there's one thing that comes out of Pollyanna, it is that uh, community is so much more important than any individual within a community. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was also the religious aspect of Pollyanna is very important to me. The aspect of, you know, there's another quote somewhere. Oh, God, I don't have it here. But um, the Reverend finally says, you know, nobody owns God's house. Nobody can, no, you can't buy God, you know. And, nobody, and nobody to me, that church. Yes, that's it. Thank you very much. Um, you <laughs> know, Emily, thank off. God you're here, Emily. That's all I can say. <laughs> but nobody owns the church. And you know what? I like that because I don't think that's true anymore. Mm-hmm. And probably it wasn't true back then, but it's the way it should be. And the community coming together the way it did, standing up to her the way it did. And also what's amazing to me is every single character represents a little piece of myself. Like we all have everything that all of those qualities, uh, all the qualities. Like who pays, plays her little friend? What's his name? Oh, Jimmy um, Bean. Jimmy Bean. Jimmy mm-hmm. Bean, right. Okay, Jimmy Bean's brave. You know, he takes risks. You know, uh, Jane Wyman is disciplined. You know, the, you know, uh, Nancy Olson is, you know, committed. You know, everybody has a little piece that we all have in ourselves. Haley Mills has goodness and kindness in her. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Chilton is intelligent. You know, we all have aspects, and these characters sort of show us how to bring out the best in all of them. And even, you know, Mrs. Snow, you know, she her, her crankiness is something we all have in us. And there's a time for crankiness, I think, you know, so. And, yeah, you um, mentioned the great Agnes Moorhead, and of course, um, you know, she played the mother of Bewitched on the TV show of the same name. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, just so well. Um, well, it's it's very interesting to me because it was so refreshing to watch Pollyanna, especially in 2014, soon to be 2015, in a <laughs> world that, you know, has grown so cynical. And even back then, they recreated a much earlier year. Um, you know, so they filmed it in 1960, but it was supposed to take place around, I think, 1913, and they used original cars. And there was the danger that the movie could have been too cloying. Um, And yet the director, David Swift, seemed to make it palatable. So it wasn't too sweet. It wasn't too maudlin. Um, And yet when you mentioned, um, you know, that quote about nobody owns the church, there was a quote that really stood out to me when I watched it most recently. And it was when they say it more than once in the movie about how nobody likes charity. And I thought, wow, when you look at today's, um, you know, turns of events politically, um, you know, I don't know that that's true now. I don't know if it was true then, but there were characters who didn't even want to accept a free jar of marmalade that Pollyanna was out distributing with the character played by Nancy Olson. And, um, you know, it, it was, as you say, very nice to see a community that stood stronger together. 
Well, and the other theme of today that's so out there is people, you know, there's a lot of people searching for self-improvement and, you know, finding this sort of holy grail to making yourself feel good about what you do and who you are. And at one point, Reverend Ford says to her, we looked for the good in them and we found it, didn't we? And, you know, the big thing now is whatever energy you put out is what you get back. And so, um, you know, my, it's, it's actually the end of the year, 2014, and I am putting together my mantra for 2015. I don't do a resolution, I do a mantra. And my mantra this year is to contribute more than I criticize. And isn't that a great mantra? I really am happy with this one. The other reason I'm happy with this is because I can remember it. (laughs) (laughs) When you make your mantra so complex, you can't remember it. You cannot fulfill your mantra for the year, but this is a simple one, but it's, but it's not an unusual mantra for the times in which we live. And I do think that, that when he says that we looked for the good in them and we found it, didn't we? And it's true. When you look for the good in somebody, you will find it. Everybody has it, you know? So um, so I, I just think that the lessons from within are so great. The only thing, okay, and I, you know, again, I want to contribute more than I criticize. So I'm only <laughs> going to say one little tiny thing is Pollyanna is not stupid. And sometimes I think they don't show wisdom in her. And I think she had wisdom. And so maybe I should go read the book because you can't be that positive about your belief in everyone if you're not wise. And sometimes she says things that border on stupid, like she doesn't see what's in front of her. So rather than choosing to believe the good in what's in front of her, it's almost like she doesn't see, you know, Mrs. Snow. She doesn't see her as cranky versus she sees her at cranky, but chooses to know that underneath that exterior of crankiness, there is something else. And I I would love to have seen her have a little more depth in how she played some of those moments, you know, and the the snow moment comes to my mind because I think it's one of the great scenes in Pollyanna when she meets her for the first time and she just refuses to see that Mrs. Snow is being really irritated and Mrs. Snow is getting more and more irritated because Pollyanna is not seeing it, you know, so I do think that sometimes they could maybe make her a little smarter in her approach. Um, it's interesting because um, going back to what you said about life lessons, um, you know, of course, in the movie, Pollyanna is the one who always insists on playing this game called the glad game, which her minister father had taught her. And positive psychologists today, they say the research bears that out, that if a person really focuses on gratitude and the positivity of certain things, it does lead to happiness. Not to say that a person should be delusional, um, but you're so right that if you look for the good um, in people, you will find it. We can just, you know, attribute that to you if we can't attribute it to Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, you know, think positive, be happier. The, you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a, a huge, a huge thing happening in our world today. And it's what people are writing about. Maybe they should tell everybody, hey, you know what, just watch Pollyanna. It's all there. Everything that these new age people are discussing is all in Pollyanna. And it was set up very beautifully because I got to tell you, when you get to the scene with the tree, I, I have to confess, I started to just lose it. I mean, I, I was, I know I'm more susceptible. Did you, wait, to did you cry, Emily? Wait, did I, you cry? I cried when she fell out of that tree. And I know that's a plot spoiler and landed on that broken leg. And Haley Mills said in the audio commentary, she was so proud of that 
um, the angle of her leg, how she got her leg to look like that on the screen. But I, oh my goodness, I thought for a minute, there's surely they're not going to paralyze her and this isn't going to turn into the, um, what is the movie that with Deborah Carr, the affair, the end of the affair, the one where she's supposed yes. to meet Cary Grant. Yeah. And I thought this better not be the little kid version of, you know, she's going to end up, um, not walking to the end of this movie, but, um, you know, I don't know. I thought it was very touching where you, you do see the effect that she has on the whole town and the whole town shows up to support her. And the other thing that we really need to talk about, um, I just spilled water all over my desk, by the way. Not that anybody listening cares, but Should just so you know. Should we come up with a reason for why you're glad about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad about that because I don't have to drink the rest of this bottle. Um, okay, but we do have to talk about what's Maybe the most important thing is when you when someone says, oh, don't be a Pollyanna, it's a pejorative thing now mm-hmm. in today's world. I mean, Pollyanna is still a word that my daughter who, you know, saw Pollyanna when she was little. But, okay, even the next generation, everybody knows what being a Pollyanna is. You're too positive, you know, you're – and it's pejorative. It's not positive. And I think we need to sort of push forward and say, why is that? Why was Pollyanna – considered even after the end of the movie where it shows that she was right why does the world look you know look at it as a negative and and it was funny because the Gershwin brothers so clearly it was the book and the silent film long before that which must have been a pretty big thing they have um they have a love song but not for me I don't know if you know that song or not I don't and part of the song says don't want to hear from any cheerful Pollyannas who tell you fate supplies a mate it's all bananas Wow. And, yeah, but if you think about it, here you and I are singing the praises of this amazing movie, but the truth is when Pollyanna comes to your mind, it's when you look at somebody who you think just doesn't get it. And, you know, um, exactly on point, an example of this, can you name the character in a more recent TV show that has been called a Pollyanna by her friends? Oh, my gosh. Wait, how much time do I have to come up with this person? Okay, it's a TV show, and it's a her. Yeah, she's got yeah. three friends. She's three. They friends? live in New York City. <laughs> she's three a brunette. Friend. <laughs> she three she probably has more, and... but we know she has three friends for sure. Uh, Charlotte. Oh, of, Sex of in course. The city. I have Charlotte, of course. Mm-hmm. Sex in the City. I actually recently, yesterday, I watched the first. Sex in the City, which I had never seen, and boy, I'm glad I didn't see it, or I would never have watched it again. The very first one, the, oh. the pilot, Where not the so good. Actually, you know, splashes carry the part that they always uh, yeah, show but not. Them. It's uh-huh. not the pilot is not good, and the acting's not good. I mean, they all became better actors as it progressed, but that we digress. Yes, we you're digress. right, Charlotte. Charlotte is Pollyanna. She absolutely is. And they do hold it against her, but I think they admire it in her as well. Well, you know? and also, who's the happiest of everybody in the land? Mm-hmm. You know, be, you, you, yeah, <laughs> point it would be Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte of all those characters is happiest. But I do think we we have to sort of say, okay, um, an interview with Dr. Daniel Amen, who's the neuropsychologist who wrote the best-selling Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. I'm sure you read it 10 times. <laughs> anyway, basically, he was asked, um, how can one live his or her life in a positive, upbeat manner without appearing Pollyannish? And he stopped and looked at the person and said, well, what's wrong with appearing Pollyannish? I tell all of my patients to read Pollyanna or rent the movie. It's worth at least three visits to my office. Wow. So, 
Yeah, I know, right? So I so I'm so glad I gave it to you and I'm so glad I introduced you to my friend Pollyanna. I'm and so glad. I'm very glad. I'm very glad you did as well. And I also enjoyed watching all the fashion in the movie. The hats. I was and just gonna say before we close and... before we close, can we talk about the clothes? I mean I the and clothes. even her outfits. I wanted to dress my child in Pollyanna's outfits. I definitely did. Yes, loved watching all those dresses where women's waists look like they're about nine inches wide and the hats and the, I mean, the costumes were just out of this world. Oh, they were. I mean, the fashion in Pollyanna for women is really, really cool. And also Pollyanna's dresses, she could climb tree. I mean, it was a good outfit for playing, but still looking girlish. And I love the ribbons in her hair. And, you know, and in some ways, many things haven't changed. Girls have worn their hair half pulled back with a ribbon around it ever since the beginning of time. And they still do. They still do. You know, um, one side point here is I remember reading not that long ago that the most famous children's characters in books are almost all exclusively orphans. And when I read that, I thought, Wait, that's interesting. Isn't this wild? I mean, when you think about um, the most famous children's stories, like Madeline or... um, you know, My Secret Garden, almost all of these kids that star in these books are orphans. And I guess it's an easier way to focus on the kid as the main character. Even in the Peanuts, where you know they have parents, you never really see the parents and you can't even make out what indistinguishable words they're uttering. Um, But I thought it was interesting here that Jimmy Bean lives in an orphanage. It's about an orphanage. Um, The character played by Haley Mills. You're right. You know, and there's Annie. There's a million orphans. You're right. Mm-hmm. Everyone's yeah, an orphan. orphan Annie. Everyone's an orphan. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I you know, I thought being an orphan could be a good thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there is something about it that sort of lets you begin your life the way you want to without any interference from anybody else. Do you know what I mean? Very interesting. And they all come across as wise beyond their years. Yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. So definitely. They're not held in stark contrast to parental figures. They are the the wiser parental figure. They are. They are. And I'm so glad you loved Pollyanna as much as I did. I am so glad you gave it to me and you introduced me to the world of Pollyanna. So we we hope you all will go out and rush out and get a copy. And if you have kids, you must, must, must watch Pollyanna with them and have a conversation afterward. <laughs>